Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What if you could become a better person, not by working harder, but by taking one small step a day? And not because you're a bad person now, but because there's something inside you that's ready for more. How to Be a Better Person gives you one tiny step a day you can take to be the person you want to be. My mission? To help you live your best life. Hi there, it's Kate, your host and author of the book, How to Be a Better Person. Today's big idea is, admittedly, pretty big, which is, how do we use social media consciously, both for our own health and well-being and the health and well-being of the country and world at large. By the way, I'm talking mostly about Facebook, which has a proven track record of selling its user data to nefarious companies and profiting off the spread of vast amounts of hateful and hurtful misinformation. I told you this was a big one. (laughs) But I want to start this discussion by telling you about a jumpsuit. Especially at the beginning of quarantine, I was spending a lot of time doom scrolling, which is endlessly scrolling through Facebook looking for articles to read on the pandemic, which meant I was also seeing a lot of ads for various things, including this one ad I saw over and over again for this one black jumpsuit. At the time, it was dawning on all of us that the only clothes we'd need in the foreseeable future was leisure wear. And most of my leisure wear is not something you'd leave the house in. Stretched out sweatpants and ratty tees. I was obsessed with all things one piece and loose. Caftans, overalls, jumpsuits, the whole shebang. And I kept seeing this ad for a simple black cotton sleeveless drawstring jumpsuit. I'm telling you, it was cute. (laughs) I could see myself wearing this jumpsuit at the farmer's market. I mean, I could really see it with my silver Birkenstocks and my what-a-cluster trucker hat and a tote bag on my shoulder filled with pastured eggs and fresh-picked blueberries. And that's when you're done for, when you start envisioning yourself in the item of clothing, living your life. Am I right? And not just living any life, but living your best life. So I clicked. The first clue that all was not what it seemed was when it took over two months for my jumpsuit to arrive. I emailed the company, and it took over a week for them to write me back. I had plenty of other things to obsess over, so I let it ride. When it finally arrived, as soon as I got it out of its flimsy plastic envelope, I was immediately like, uh, Houston, we have a problem. So like I said, it's a jumpsuit, so it's one piece, right? Well, there was no button or zipper anywhere on this thing. All it had was the neck opening, which was just ever so slightly larger than crew neck. I mean, it wasn't an actual scoop neck. You know what I'm saying? And so you basically had to dredge this thing up over your hips and your belly and your boobs to get it on. And even if that were possible, the thought of my flesh spilling over that tight neck opening was A, hilarious, and B, slightly disturbing, and most of all, C, not going to happen. I mean, I figured if I could just get this thing on once and I liked it, I could get a zipper added maybe to the back of it to enlarge the opening. 
But then I started thinking about how would I ever be able to get it off? Even if I had a zipper, was I really going to like scrunch this thing down my entire body to pee? (laughs) Plus, I looked at the armholes and held the thing up to my chest. And from the top of the shoulder to the bottom of the armhole, that opening only reached about two-thirds of the way down the front of my shoulder. I don't know who this thing was made for, but it wasn't me, your typical American woman size medium. That's when I called my 12-year-old daughter in to try it on. Maybe it would fit her. This kid is built like a string bean, and she could hardly get it on. We had a good laugh, and then I chalked it up to quarantine. But I started wondering if anyone else had had a similar experience buying something off a Facebook ad. So I posted on, where else, Facebook, to ask that question, and I got 84 comments from folks who reported all the things that they too had bought that were not as advertised. The Wubble Bubble was a popular purchase. It's a large plastic bag, basically, that you fill with air and then kids can jump on it when they're on the trampoline. Someone's Wubble Bubble popped in a day and someone else has never arrived and they ordered it five years ago. I had totally contemplated buying the Wubble Bubble. I get their allure. Someone else bought a set of 40 gel pens that came with five actual gel pens and then 35 gel ink inserts. Many people also bought clothes that looked amazing in the photos, and then when they arrived, they were horribly missized and made out of material that felt more like paper than actual fabric. One woman bought what she thought was a floral blouse, and then when it arrived, it actually had a pattern of tropical fish. (laughs) Another also bought a jumpsuit that, when it arrived, was actually two wholly separate pieces. Although after my experience with an impenetrable actual one-piece jumpsuit, I thought maybe two pieces wasn't such a bad idea. Which is not to say that all things people bought from Facebook ads have been junk. I got reports of some decent crafting supplies and high-quality magazines for kids and some remote classes that were totally worth the money. Like everything in life, shopping from online ads is not 100% good or bad. But our collective misadventures in shopping from social media ads brings up a bigger question of how we can engage with social media in a conscious way. There are some things that Facebook is invaluable for. In the last week, I have learned that my best friend from middle school suddenly died, very sad, and I seriously don't know how many months or years it would have taken me to learn this. I had a very helpful conversation with other parents at my kids' schools about reopening, and I enjoyed that hilarious thread about Facebook ad purchases gone wrong. Seriously, I laughed harder than I had in weeks. As a business owner, I think of Facebook as a kind of necessary evil to get the word about this podcast out. In fact, I had just started a series of ads on Facebook to get word out about my new ebook, Calm the F Down, a 21-day challenge to help you take things down a notch, which, incidentally, you can download for free at katehanley.com slash calm down if you want. And that's when the Facebook ad boycott began because companies are trying to hit Facebook where it hurts and get them to stop spreading hate content so they're withholding spending any ad money on Facebook. And I stopped my ads because propaganda is real and I believe Facebook is too powerful and too unaccountable for its actions and that no one needs to be as rich and as powerful as Mark Zuckerberg is. (laughs) Also, there's the factor of a lot of ads on Facebook being total ripoffs, if not outright scams, as evidenced by the 84 comments my post elicited. But there aren't a lot of other alternatives for small businesses to advertise their goods and services, so I admit I was torn about stopping those ads, even though my principles say, don't pay them any money. 
On the personal side, social media can really eat up your time and cause your self-esteem and just your general sense of well-being to take a nosedive. And Facebook in particular has proven that it's not to be trusted with all the personal information on us that it gathers and then sells to other companies. And it perpetuates so much misinformation, much of it deliberately designed to sow discord in America, which really, do we need more discord? I recently read a post from a mentor of mine, Andrea J. Lee, whom I interviewed on this podcast on separating your personal outrage from your moral outrage. You could search for that in the episodes and give it a listen. She's wonderful. Andrea talked about Facebook offsets, kind of like carbon offsets, where you do something to boost people in places doing good in the world to counterbalance the time and money you spent on Facebook in the same way that you can offset the carbon that's released from your plane trip, for example, by paying to plant new trees that will offset that extra carbon that you're creating. I really like that idea of the Facebook offsets, whether it's donating to causes you believe in, in equal amount of your Facebook ad budget, or maybe only checking Facebook when you're standing up so that you naturally limit the time you spend on it and you do something for yourself that gets you out of your chair. There have to be ways that we can keep our interactions on social media a net positive. I don't know the answers here, but I'm challenging myself and you to take a few minutes today to think about, at a minimum, what you can do to make your social media consumption more discerning and how you might be able to put something good into your life or the world or both to compensate for the time you spend there. I'd love to hear your thoughts about this. If you've figured out something about how to offset your social media consumption, or if you've given a platform or multiple platforms up altogether, I really would love to hear about it. Either tweet me at Kate W. Hanley, don't forget the W, or send me an email using the contact button way, way down at the bottom of BeABetterPersonPodcast.com. As I plan out episodes for the rest of the year, I would love to hear what's getting in the way of you feeling like a better person please go to tinyurl.com slash survey to take a super short survey that tells me the number one thing you struggle with when it comes to being better. Your voice matters and what you have to say really influences my thinking so much. I want to make sure I'm making future episodes that really help and your taking this survey is a crucial part of that. Thank you in advance. Again, that's tinyurl.com slash survey. Thanks for listening to How to Be a Better Person. Our theme song is Left for Deadish by Junior85. The podcast is mixed by Sound Advice Strategies. If you liked what you heard in this episode, share it with someone you think would like it too. Your voice matters. Also, How to Be a Better Person has an official newsletter that sends the past seven episodes, a sneak peek of the week ahead, and one well-chosen meme to your inbox every Saturday morning. Sign up at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com and click on Get Podcast News. I also love to hear from listeners. I mean, I love it. Send me an email by clicking on the Contact Kate button at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com. Tweet me at Kate Han, K-A-T-E-H-A-N, or find me on Instagram at Kate Hanley Author. I look forward to connecting with you. 